very proud of what I did and the, the and the amount of material that I produced and the yeah. people that are following me. Uh, it's I'm very proud. But after a while, what's the next challenge? You know. So well, that's the hustle of entertainment no matter where you are. Once you feel like you hit a ceiling, and that's often why, like, suddenly L.A. comics will move to New York, mm-hmm. and suddenly New York comics will move to L.A. You're a little like, did I hit my ceiling? Have I lost momentum? Will a new environment push me in different ways? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it's even like I know comics that suddenly get into the cruise ship game, and they start killing it on cruise ships, and they're like, I'm happy. I'm making money. I, you know, like, mm-hmm. you kind of – sometimes you just go where you're loved – but, uh, but I totally get it, where you're like, okay, like time for the next chapter. Let yes. me see what I can make happen mm-hmm. if I move here. That's that. Yeah, that's that's what happened with me. M- I'm afraid that I'm never going to be completely satisfied. That's the conversation mm. I'm having with my wife now. She's like, you are in the Basque Club in America. You did festivals. Uh, you're probably recording your special soon. So what's what's what are you looking for mm-hmm. when is this gonna be over and oh. i don't know how to answer that What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your host, Erica Spira, and I have a great guest for you guys this week. But always, uh, if you're here, watch it on the YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button, all right? We're over 2,000 subscribers. We're growing over here. We're having a fun time. And if you're listening to the show, it's more fun to watch. So go in the description, click the link, come over to the YouTube channel. We're having a good time. And if you want to support the show, uh, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Shooters Gotta Shoot. And I started doing extra episodes over there. Uh, it's going to be more behind-the-scenes comedy talk, and I'm going to be having some friends on there, too, here and there. But um, really, it just helps us pay for the studio, helps me get some really great guests on. So appreciate all of you guys that are supporting the show, and if you would like to, uh, really, really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Shooters Gotta Shoot. All right, without further ado, hit it, Fonzie. Woo! I've got a hell of a guest for you guys this week. I'm very, very excited. I've got the man OG from Brazil. Oh my God! Woo! Got a Netflix uh, special in Brazil in Portuguese, so you gotta hit that translate button if you don't speak it. But, but he's very, very funny. He plays all over. I recently met him at the Comedy Cellar. Put your hands together for Rafi Bastos. Thank you very much. Oh, I love this song. I use. <laughs> you want to keep playing when, it? When I started <laughs> posting clips, because you know the thing that guys do here, post clips and everything. Yeah. We were doing that in Brazil in 2005. Oh, okay. All and right. I used all to right. use that song. On all your stand-up Yes. Clips? <laughs> At the that. beginning of my stand-up, that was the song that was introduced me to the stage. The first uh, oh, tour. To and also the first tour that I did in the country, this was the song that would play when I was like going. Oh, okay, the on stage. the stage. I thought you meant like in the background of your jokes. You're like, nah, my wife nah, is nah. pregnant. It's like, <laughs> dun, 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 no. dun. <laughs> that, w- that would be ridiculous. Uh, that'd be fun, though. That'd be, that'd be fun <laughs> for me. I would think it was fun. Uh, anyway, so you have a very interesting life story. So I, I do. Do I? I didn't know. I that. think you do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's. I wouldn't have you here. <laughs> Get out now. Um, well, you're originally from Brazil. Yeah. You started doing comedy in Brazil. When did you start? That was 2000, uh, the end of two, uh, 2003. Oh, okay. So there was no stand-up when I got there, when we sta- I started. There wasn't ah. stand-up. There wasn't a stand-up scene. 
Nobody was live, doing stand-up. And did you live like in a major city or what, what part did you I live used in? to live in a small city. So when I moved to Sao Paulo, I met a few people and then we started doing stand-up. So you just started? There was yeah. no... I was wha- I was the pioneer of stand-up in Brazil. Oh, okay. I was not. There was no stand-up before me and my guys. And, and Interesting. What made you really want to do it? Were you just always a fan? I, I, w- I got a scholarship here in America to play basketball. Where did you play? Where I played in Nebraska. Really? Yeah. Wait, for University of Nebraska? No, 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 oh, okay. <laughs> no. I was like, you could have fooled me. You're like a 6'7 dude. You're no, a big dude. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I played college ball. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I where? played D3. Uh, no one knows it. It's fine. Continue. Ne- Continue your story. Mine please. was Division II. <laughs> oh, mine really? was Division With scholarship. Two. Yeah, yeah, with scholarship. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So then I watched stand up at Comedy Central. I was like, oh, uh, look at this. Mm-hmm. This guy. He's doing comedy, but he's not playing a character. He's not wearing a wig because this is the type of comedy we used to have. <laughs> okay, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I know. Like he's not wearing a wig. It was crazy. I was like, Look what? <laughs> he's not playing a character. He's not. Uh, he's being himself on stage, yeah. which is something that I've never, I never saw before. Mm, because okay. in Latin countries, what we used to have are the type of comedy that you see, like in Televisa, Telemundo, you know, those guys like, ah, oh, doing voices and yeah. impersonators. I'm more seeing the dramas, like people getting slapped. Yeah, also, <laughs> also <laughs> the slapping, seeing, yeah, yeah. But they are all characters. They're playing roles. Yeah. Uh, even when you uh, people are like doing with the mic in the stand-up format, it mm-hmm. would be characters. Okay. So when I came here, I watched... There was those Comedy Central presents. I loved yeah. those. And especially that was in the age of DVR. I remember having the Daniel Tosh one uh-huh. on our, my DVR. Me and my brother showed anyone that came over. Yes. We were like, you have to see uh, Daniel Tosh. And I, oh God, I watched this so many times. But those were, that really was like, you got a Comedy Central presents. Like you were on the map. That's People knew who you were. That was before YouTube. Yes, yeah. exactly. And they would replay them a lot. So that's why like I didn't know that. Yeah, but that's that in the channel. Helped. In the channel they would be like rerunning like episodes yeah. and stuff. Uh, exactly. So wait, who who were some of your favorite comedy central presents? I, I, it's not because of my favorites, but I we didn't have that many because yeah. you know, we we don't have Comedy Central in Brazil. But I remember that I watched Brian Regan. Oh, I love him. Yeah, Brian He's Regan. He's my favorite of all time. It was if I can remember, it was Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, mm-hmm. uh, Tad Alexandro, yes, yeah, Tad. and Louis C.K. Yep, that's what that was the one that I, uh, I remember. The were the ones that I remember. So when I went moved back to Brazil, I remember there was like a CD that people pass around with twenty of those Comedy Central presents. Oh wow, I had like all twenty, the yeah. full special, or just the, little. No, the the clips. thirty minutes, the thirty minutes uh, ones. Yeah, from different comedians. So because that was on YouTube, so how could we watch stand-up? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
you know? No, comedy CDs were, I would listen in the car with my dad when we would have long drives. Uh-huh. He was a big comedy fan, and he would, I remember buying, like, the Gaffigan CD, Regan, Seinfeld, because also they were clean, and mm-hmm. I was younger, uh-huh. and also, you know, you're listening with your dad. You're uh-huh. like, All right, I, don't want, I don't want this to be too weird, you know? <laughs> uh, so, like, Daniel Tosh was one of those perfect, like, a little bit racy, a little dicey, but it was never, like, so dirty that it was, like, uncomfortable with family. Okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I remember. It was a hot thing. Yeah. When, was, I, when I first moved to the city, was, you know what I did, actually? It was still with, like, streaming wasn't as popular with, like, Spotify for music or Apple Music. Mm-hmm. I remember taking, I took my dad's CD collection with me to New York. I put all of the comedy CDs on my computer, on my iTunes. Mm. I erased all of my music from my iTunes, mm. except if I like bought something or whatever. Mm. But like, I literally just basically made it. I was like, anytime I'm running around the city, I'm gonna be listening to comedy, and I thought it would like super inspire me or help me to like write jokes or like okay. think of different things. Uh, uh, but very quickly, I was like, this is too much comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> but like, the value of those CDs, I felt, uh, were so like powerful. Of like, oh, I have this like you know library of knowledge or i don't know tips yeah it's good but at the same time i don't know if you felt the same i was too worried that 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 i could copy styles yeah you have to be weary of that you you wouldn't copy jokes of course but like copying styles also all of a sudden you're performing in a way like you like this guy so you would perform like him you gotta find who you are if Mm -hmm. you have a lot of options and a lot of things to listen and to watch it's very difficult to copy one or two. You kind of yeah. help you to find your style. But we had those 20 videos that we would watch yeah. all of the time. So people would be like, oh, th- I want to be more like this guy. And mm. be more like of course, th- after a while, you kind of find your voice. But that was the inspiration. And even before that, before we had those CDs, the only reference that we had of stand-up was the beginning of every Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's like two two minutes. Two It'd be minutes. a quick bit. Yes. Right, and it's so funny. If I grew up watching Seinfeld with like my family. My dad loved it. And I never really paid attention to the very never. first part uh, that much, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, or how the show's designed is it's a slight intro into the episode yes. and what it's about. And so there's usually like something about dating, relationships, uh-huh. yada, uh-huh. yada. But then going back, I remember like I, I never watched it straight through. It would just be random episodes. And then I got mono in New York, and I remember being like, well, I'm going to watch Seinfeld straight through, because it was finally on some streaming, like Hulu. Okay. Uh, and I never forget, I was like, oh, I didn't realize how much material Jerry Seinfeld has, especially watching st- straight through. Every it, beginning is one of his jokes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. So that's why they cut that part, because that was the hardest thing to do for him. That's mm-hmm. what, I, uh, that's what I, uh, I saw in a documentary, that they were like, oh, no, you, 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 if you I don't know if you noticed, but after a while, there wasn't stand-up at the beginning. Yeah. They mm-hmm. would just quit because that was the hardest thing to do. Right. Exactly. That's how difficult it is to write stand-up. Oh, for sure. For them, it was better to do like a whole episode with stories and characters yeah. than do those two minutes of stand I did a talk show in Brazil. The hardest part was the monologue. The monologue oh, was sure. the most difficult thing oh you were the like monologue host yourself or you had to write for it no no no. i was i used to have a talk show i oh, used wow. to be i used to host a talk show in brazil yeah. for two years and the monologue was and nobody would pay attention 
That was the saddest thing. He couldn't care oh less. Well, presumably was ahead of the times because that's literally what's that's literally what late night is dealing with right now. It's oh why yeah? it's kind of a dying thing. Like I feel like since Jay Leno, like no mm. one really kind of cares about the monologue part. And part of it, I think, is because everything's turned to YouTube and to clips, right? Yes. So yes. like, but I'll never forget staying up with my parents. Like there'd be a late night, and you know they'd look at the time, they go, "Oh, let's watch you know Jay Leno's monologue real quick." But they would just tune in for the monologue. Oh, I didn't and they know like just that. unless there was a guest they really loved, they're like, eh, who gives a shit about the rest oh. of the show? And now I feel like Jimmy Fallon, it's like lip sync battle, uh -huh. all these challenges. It's like you almost feel like the whole show is designed now for YouTube. And anyone I know that's written for those shows, the monologue itself has twelve writers just for the monologue. See. And anyone that writes for that and then writes for the sketch, they're like, the monologue is brutal. Yeah, I know. Like it's so brutal. It it's is. the shortest part. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I would spend the whole day writing the monologue without even seeing who I'm going to interview. I would be like yeah. focus on my like I would be on my table fucking writing those things. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And uh, and then I would say, oh, who am I going to interview? Huh. And nobody would care. So after a while, we were like, you know what? Let's do like a street joke. Yeah, okay. And just go to the show, you know? You're like, now let's just warm up the crowd. Yeah. Let's warm up the audience. You know, yeah, it's, so it's brutal. Like, t talk show is the saddest thing. <laughs> to do a talk show. I know people dream of having a talk show. It's the saddest <laughs> shit. Can you imagine us having a conversation? Look at this. We Can are you imagine having a conversation? <laughs> Can you imagine trying to make it a show? <laughs> sounds no, brutal. No, no, no. Look, <laughs> look at this. I know. I know it sounds petty, but look at this. We are having a conversation with 200 people watching us yeah. having a conversation. Lights. A lot of lights in our conversation. Yeah. You don't connect with the people. You are running to the jokes. There's, no, there, there's not actually a conversation. That's why... Yeah. Everything is rehearsed, and he has to be, you know. Because they also only have like a minute. So did so he like ask, oh, yeah. I heard that, uh, you know, you're buying a house in the country, and the, then the person has bits because you're not going to connect. Yeah. So it feels very forced and fake. Oh, for sure. And I've seen, I've been to those live tapings, and it's like, they literally have one minute to be like, ooh, be personable, be relatable. Uh -huh. And then the next minute is just promoting whatever they're on there to promote. <sighs> so it's like, it, it just sucks. And that's why like podcasts have become so popular because uh -huh. the more long form, it's like, oh, you actually get to know the more people yeah. get comfortable. You're like, wow, what an intimate conversation. It's like, yeah, there's not 300 people and four producers and someone flashing a countdown yeah. and there's not the chaos. Not a limit on timing. Yeah, it's not as performative. You know, so... Yeah, I understand why people are, are like listening to podcasts right now. Yeah, for it's sure. much more real. You can meet the people, you can know, you can know the stories. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm obligated to be funny because that's the yeah, hardest yeah, part. Yeah. People are watching you, and after like two or three minutes of no, no laughs, you're like, "This like is getting boring." No, it feels like forever. It feels like forever. It yeah. feels like stand up where you're like, "I didn't. I haven't gotten a laugh." Yes. In thirty seconds. Yeah. And I want to die. Keep. Can yeah. you imagine having that on a conversation? Uh, yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. A little bit of pressure. That's pressure. Why, like, Fonzie laughs a lot. He helps me feel oh, good. that's good. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> he smokes before the show. It's fine. That's helps me out. I just found that out today. He's not laughing. I'm what? paying some fucking stoner over here. Nice. To cut my... No, I'm kidding. This is the... <laughs> 
for all you podcasters. Always have a stoner around you. It makes everything fun. <laughs> it does. It. it does, though. You know? Well, I, I was going to say, especially for you, like the English is not your first language. So, I mean, it's it's an incredible thing. One, you start doing comedy in Brazil. You become successful in Brazil. You essentially start the scene. And then you have the guts to move to the U.S. And you move to L.A. Yeah. Right? That's where you first moved. I moved to L.A. in 2018. Right. But, you know, you play basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So the dream is to play in the NBA. Even if you're on the bench of the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be the best player in Nigeria. If you're the best player in Nigeria, you want to play in the U.S. because this is the dream. So coming here, I'm not saying that we are the Nigeria of comedy in Brazil. <laughs> we have amazing comedians. It's just an example, okay, because people would kill me. <laughs> And I don't know, maybe Nigeria is very good at basketball. Maybe I'm being <laughs> no, no, bad no. with Nigeria now. I, I know, know what you mean because my, my dad actually played ball in college, D1, and a lot of his teammates, if you you weren't good for the NBA in the U.S., they would go play overseas. Okay. So essentially it's like, yes, they would make money, they'd have a, a nice life, uh-huh. they'd be doing all right, but they're not millionaires the way you're like a millionaire. I'm not even talking about the money, Erica, because yeah. I'm actually getting much more money in Brazil than I would get here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, so you're too good for America. No. <laughs> because it's not a, after a while. It's not about yeah. the money. No, I mean, ju- uh, comedy is definitely not about the money. Anybody looking to try to do comedy, it's definitely definitely yeah. not. Money is in podcasts. Money. <laughs> now, the thing is, uh, uh, after a while, I, I felt that I conquered what I wanted to conquer in my country. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of it. And I have, like, people follows me. And... Uh, I'm very proud of what I did and the, the and the amount of material that I produced and the yeah. people that are following me. Uh, it's I'm very proud. But after a while, what's the next challenge? You know, so well, that's the hustle of entertainment. No matter where you are, once you feel like you hit a ceiling, and that's often why, like suddenly, LA comics will move to New York, mm-hmm. and suddenly New York comics will move to LA. You're a little like, did I hit my ceiling? Have I lost momentum? Will a new environment push me in different ways? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, it's even like I know comics that suddenly get into the cruise ship game and they start killing it on cruise ships and they're like, I'm happy. I'm making money. I, you know, like mm-hmm. you kind of sometimes you just go where you're loved. But uh, but I totally get it where you're like, OK, like time for the next chapter. Let yes. me see what I can make happen mm-hmm. if I move here. That's that. Yeah, that's that's what happened with me. I'm afraid that I'm never going to be completely satisfied. That's the conversation mm-hmm. I'm having with my wife now. She's like. You are in the Basque Club in America. You did festivals. Uh, you're probably recording your special soon. So what's, what's, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. When is this going to be over? And oh. I don't know how to answer that. Over like living here? Because uh, she's also originally from Brazil, she right? She hates this place. Wow. New York specifically? Yeah, or? She hates New York. Okay, that, I get it. She want to go to Brazil. Mm-hmm. She never lived in Brazil. But she is Brazilian, right? Yes, but she moved out of Brazil when she was four years old. And during oh. the pandemic, we went back. And that was when she actually met the yeah. country, felt comfortable. Finally, she felt at home. So I understand her. We, yeah. Yeah, that's the conversation that I had yesterday. Is this becoming a little <laughs> no, you know, this therapeutic? Is very, yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, that's good. We, we encourage therapy. You would never America. see this on Letterman. I'll be talking about, <laughs> oh, the day that I lost my pants in the mall. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, Letterman's not even on the air, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but in Brazil, just arrived. <laughs> That's how old we are in entertainment. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, that's the conversation that we that we keep having, you know. Because mm-hmm. uh, she, so let's back up a little bit more of your story. So okay. you actually were married to someone else. I first, was married to someone else in Brazil. Thirteen years. Yes. Thirteen years, and you had your son with I your had first my wife. son. Yes. Right. So I'm curious of how was that conversation when you were like, "Hey, I think I just want to go to LA and kind of pursue this dream," or were you splitting up at that point? Wow, that's be- that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's pretty Did good. That's it? pretty good. Did I nail it? People are probably like listening and, and they're like, that's weird that this woman knows so much about this guy. <laughs> we <laughs> just had one conversation. That's how deep we went in our first conversation. Yeah, I was doing my research, right? I know. Yeah. So I was married and she was actually like I would I wouldn't say pushing me, but she was very supportive of me oh, coming okay. to America. Because Brazil, it's a dangerous country. It's not easy to just walk around. You feel like I, my kid, he de- cannot go to school like you guys do. He, oh, he's just going to walk to the school. That's not something that you do in a city like Sao Paulo, which is really? uh, the big city. Yeah, it's dangerous. Uh, so I f- it's not that secure. You don't feel safe. So we are like, let's try, you know, let's move. Let's move. Let's see how life is going to be with us. Oh, so she moves with you. That was the plan. Okay. So I cleaned everything. I just like dropped a few projects that I was involved. And I was like, finally, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's go. And she was like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Really? Yeah. The marriage or the move suddenly. The marriage. The marriage. The marriage. Ooh, she was almost like, oh, he called my bluff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I really want to go to America. And then she's like, oh, no, he really, he really, he really got his ducks in order to go. Or maybe she was like, oh, yeah, do the, all the paperwork, but do it for you first. Mm. And then you're like, when everything was going to, no, I was talking about you going, not me. Yeah. No, but that was uh, what happened. But I, I'm very good friends with her. She was always supportive of this journey. Yeah, she takes nice. care of my kid. She's very good friends with my wife now. So mm, that's very rare. Yeah, kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Not creepy, but I mean, I, I I would say I would think less of a nightmare for you. Uh, no, it's like, amazing. Oh, it's we amazing. can actually have everyone together, and oh, there's an office. It's amazing. We know. we live in the same building. Oh, so she's here now. No, Your no, first no. Wife is here now? I bought an apartment in Brazil. Oh, okay. So when we go there, we spend time. So it's the same complex. That My is kids nice. come with their own apartment. He just go to the other apartment. This is how um, how good it is. And I think it's kind of, this is a laughing thing. You know, we are always around each other. This uh, is yeah, I'm Italian. It's very similar. So, yeah. yeah. And it's so also, also why, like, we got a couple Puerto Ricans married into the family, Brazilians. Nice. Like, like, it's something they're like, oh, you got a huge, big Catholic family, too? We're like, yeah, get in here. You know, like, they just get it. Good. It's like, it's uh, it's interesting. Of I've had friends date Italian girls that weren't even from, like, as big of a family as mine or uh-huh. as, as tight of a family as mine. Uh-huh. And it's so funny to hear them be like, I mean, how many times is this family going to hang out? They're like, how many things do we have to go to? I'm like, all of them. That's just, that's what it is. And and me and my family, I'm the one that goes the least because I do the, the work at night, the traveling for comedy. So, like, I'm always the one that feels guilty of, like, yeah, I can't make, you know, the two-year-old birthday. I can't come up for, you know. Well, do you like, like to go to those occasions? I mean, it's more like I like seeing my family, okay. you know. And it's like, yeah, I mean. Oh, do I do I have the time of my life at the two year old birthday? No. No. But it's nice to catch up with all my cousins okay. and see everybody yeah. and you know. 
Yeah, you food don't you have a home, right? It's like right, exactly. Things. Yeah, and it's nice. I do have a lot of family that's near the city, so yeah. there's been holidays and stuff. Like, I've just gone there, like, especially with Thanksgiving. We don't get much vacation time. I was working a day job. It's like, well, I get the day of Thanksgiving off. It's like, all right, I don't want to drive, you know, four uh-huh. hours, but I'll go to all my cousins in Jersey. There, It's an hour. It's an nice. easy, something like that. Good. So, so that, was, that, that, that was what happened. I got divorced. It was 2017. So I spent the whole year of 2017 in Brazil because I couldn't just like get divorced and leave the country. You know, my <laughs> kid needed to feel comfortable with the fact that his father is not with his mother anymore. Kind of so I stayed the whole year. How old was your son at the time? He was uh, seven. Okay, yeah. Six, seven. That, w- that was when he was, yeah, seven years old, I think he was. So I moved to L.A. in 2018. Mm-hmm. But I go back and forth every two months. Yeah, I go yeah, to yeah. Brazil. He comes here to visit me. I'm trying to make this as less traumatic as it could be. Right. You want to be there, you know. I want to. This is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. This is the hardest part. I wish everybody was here. You know. Yeah. My ex-wife, my kid, but it's. Your ex-girlfriends, you know, just yeah, all of them. Yeah, the ex-girlfriend. Everybody, you know, the high school sweetheart. Get her, get her a spot in the I building, Rafi. Buy her, buy her an apartment. I Come on. I just want a menage. That's <laughs> what I want. That would be amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, how close are the two apartments together oh. for your ex-wife? Yeah, they're getting that too seems close. A little, uh, it seems a little... They're getting too might close. Be a, I would be pounding on the wall sometimes. I'd be like, hey, guys, can you knock it off? All right, <laughs> some of us didn't remarry yet. <laughs> you know? I mean, a little... I don't, I don't have to hear everything. You know? <laughs> Give me a little warning. Yes. <laughs> But that's what I am right now. I'm living with my wife here. And, uh, yeah, she wants to go back. Yeah. But I'm trying to convince her to stay. The weather is brutal, Eric. I know. I mean, yeah. Not for me. I don't care. But sh- I understand her. Yeah. The weather. The weather's brutal. It's not. We're not as sexy as Brazil here in America. It's, it's we're doing our best. But Can you imagine her dad? Like, you just go to a, a beach all the time it's hot yeah. it's the weather so it's difficult to feel comfortable then we are talking about maybe moving to florida it's like a kind of in between yeah because then we would be in america but at the same time living in the good weather mm-hmm. you know people get depressed with this weather here sometimes oh i know <laughs> and we know we know comedians yeah, take like medic medicines and stuff uh, well i was gonna <laughs> say I literally i don't know if you were at the table but i think right before you sat down people were talking about someone was like i just got blood work in my my doctor was being like you need to take vitamin d and this and that and every comedian at the table was like oh you need vitamin d because also like the job we have too because we work at night yeah like a lot of times like you're traveling a lot like a lot of times you're inside there's no a lot sun of the, you don't even realize yeah. it, regardless of like the amount of sunlight in the winter. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was something I didn't do for years, and then I started taking a vitamin D pill. I was like, oh yeah, this does help. It bit. does. Yeah, How? I wasn't like severely depressed, but it's like because of vitamin D, everything changed for it's, you. It's it's like the number one thing most people are deficient in. I didn't naturally know in the yeah. That's why I mean, not Brazilians. You guys are just yeah. But we live here. Can you imagine my body used to having sun all the time, and all of a sudden, I woke up thirty minutes ago, Erica. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> So I understand her. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Actually, fifteen for us, Brazil. Fifteen. Sorry, the correct number is fifteen. Yeah. Rafi almost didn't show up because <laughs> I almost fucked that up. God forbid. <laughs> so I sent you a calendar. Uh, oh, I made sure you got here. No, Don't no, worry no, about no, it. No, no. It was good. So that's the discussion that we're having right now. I'm trying, and I even told her about Jersey. Oh, Jersey can have a house and right, have, more space. have a backyard. How expensive that must be. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know what you're paying in New York. It's I'm paying a lot. I'm paying... Oh, yeah, uh, you live Gramercy. You're a nice area. I'm paying 47 Yeah. But, so, but that's like, that's a mortgage it's on a, a nice lot, house. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, can we pay uh, a house this money? Yeah. I mean, if you got the down payment for a house, you could maybe work out a mortgage. Depends. It all, to it all buy a house? Oh, that would be good. Huh? I, don't, I don't know what you got cash-wise in the bank to put no, down. But, that, but, <laughs> but instead of just paying rent, you could pay a mortgage, right? Right, exactly. There's there's areas I think you, you could find something that would work. But then then the question is, right, especially because you're out night being busy, da 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 does she like, you know, the new neighborhood you're in? And what's the community like there? We went to this place called New Rochelle the other day. New Rochelle's very nice. It is. It nice. is. But, but it's so sad. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so sad, beautiful, <laughs> and sad. As but it's sad because fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nobody on the streets. I felt like Jason would kill me at oh any time. God. That was horrible. And this is coming from a Brazilian person who was like, you know, our big big city not safe, you know, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it's just fucking <laughs> suburb is quiet. And it's I'm gonna quiet. die. It's uh, too quiet. But hilarious. I grew up in a suburb way way upstate, like Binghamton, New York. Uh-huh. And which you definitely could afford a house there, right? But it's like one, not a super, super diverse land. If you were like, where are the Brazilians in, uh, in Binghamton? I'd be like, I, I got my cousin. <laughs> I got that one guy. <laughs> and actually, now he lives in Florida. So I'd be like, yeah, go to Florida. I'll introduce you to my cousin uh, or whatever. But uh, uh. it's like, it's not that diverse. Uh, but also, it's like, yeah, it's not a town that there's like a crazy amount going on. However, it is great, especially to raise kids and a family. You got the space, it's affordable. Like, the schools are really good. You don't have to pay for but also private can schools. You also, I'll have to be driving an hour to come to do a 15-minute spot. If, yeah, if you're in, in New Rochelle. You know? I the, a lot of the comics with kids, though, that is that is what ends up happening. Jersey or Upstate, you know, Giannis Papas is up there. Gary Veter just moved to Jersey. So it's like, it is a weird thing. that It's an adjustment a lot of them end up making. But, yeah, usually they, they just do less I'll talk to Gary. Shows. I want to talk to him. Talk he's to him. He moved to somewhere in Jersey. I forget he's where. He's a cool guy. I want to talk nice. to him because and he's got two kids now. He does. He just had another baby. Oh my god! I know, which I didn't realize. I was like, "You just have the one kid, right?" He was like, "No, the other one's like nine weeks old." I was like, "Oh wow. my god, congrats!" I was like, "Oh shit." Do you want to have kids? Me? Yeah. I would like to have kids. Yeah, but it is something like what we do. It's it's hard. You yeah. feel guilty of like mm, you know, or I imagine it's also very hard of like if I'm doing comedy full time and I'm married to someone with say a regular day job. Now me and my husband would be on different schedules. Yes. Of like, he comes home yes. like, great, see ya. And then uh, I go out the door. And also it's like, well, that's not great for like our mm-hmm. relationship. And yes. then you put a kid's stress on top of it. It's like, it, it is a lot. Uh, but that being said, I, I would, I would like, I would like to have kids. Yeah. It's like if everything lines up and. And if you date someone right. that is also a comedian, that would be hard. You need a nanny. I mean, that we've, that we've just stopped considering an option. Okay. We've learned that lesson. Okay. <laughs> we've learned that lesson <laughs> enough times. <laughs> <laughs> I know it works for so many wow, others. Uh, a lot of pa- worked, a lot of pa- a lot of past in that remark. Yeah, you know, you know, you, you can interview me, Rafi, if you want. You know, <laughs> get into it. I'll get deep. We'll, ther- we'll, we'll have some therapy with me. You know, slash. I might break the rule for a, a different six seven Brazilian <laughs> comedian. I might. I might. You might convince me. Let I like to dance. Let me. <laughs> I get three step. I don't know. I'm just starting out there. If you know anyone, Rafi, I'll meet him. Erica, let me ask you something. But do you think it's because of the way comedians 
act in their daily lives or is just because of the scheduling thing that it b becomes hard okay i think it's several reasons and this uh. is this is not knocking you because you sharing Please. your story it sounds like you are a good father you care i am um, I it am. sounds like you have your shit together can i say that that's the number one I do. thing i do you know we all know comedians that I we go do. oh hilarious i don't even. drink i don't use oh, you don't drink yeah, i don't, no, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm better than you can imagine <laughs> okay. i'm a very good person <laughs> well i meant just like uh mm. you know we have we know comics that like they are doing well fin financially they are being successful but like there's just kind of a like growing up to them that they haven't done yet mm -hmm. or they don't have their shit together of really planning for the future in like any way, shape or form. Okay. They're a little too like, eh, whatever, go with the flow. And I'm like, I need, I need you to have a little bit of a plan, uh -huh. you know, especially like, hey, you want to have kids. That's like, OK, for real, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. um, but what would be a plan? Just we are going to have kids in like two years. This is what you want to hear. Or maybe we will have kids. You're I think a big part is like I I don't think I'd want to have kids and stay in in the city. I think that'd be very very hard oh, having this, young young oh, kids. I just have my wife here with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Please never meet my wife. <laughs> You're just gonna reinforce what? every. That's exactly what yeah. she's saying to me for the past. Oh, because she wants months. to have a baby. She doesn't want to have a kid in New York. Oh, uh, but you're thinking about having another one. So that's part I want to have another one. Yeah. yeah, and I think she does. As, she does want to have a kid too. Mm. I want to have a kid, and but I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you. no, I'm sorry. Totally it's a convo. It's okay. So you're doing great. Second <laughs> language, okay. killing it. Okay, <laughs> I'm very proud, actually. <laughs> hey, you should be, honestly. So the you, you think it's more like a maturity thing. It, a lot of times it is a maturity thing, and it also is a settled down thing. And you know, the third part. I mean, I think a lot of it really is. It's coming from my financial look of like. I'm I'm the one in the career that is the up and down and you know but it's also at the relationship level let's say nothing financial the relationship level I've seen it with all my comedy friends that are couples uh there is like a lot of times there's like uh, indirectly like that little bit of that competitiveness oh yeah like and it's and it's so hard of wow, your partner gets something gets uh -huh. a big accomplishment right or say even a smaller scale accomplishment of like a late night I did a James Corden set great oh. right that's an and you did great, actually. Oh, thank you. Oh, it was awesome. You lift me up, real quick. I watched. No, I watched you because I saw you doing the herpes thing on N in New York. Oh yes, I wanted to talk to you about that too. Okay, we'll get to that. In and a second. then I was like, I saw some. Uh, you uh, you posted something about that bit, and then I searched for this, the whole set. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. it. Was awesome. Share it to all your hundreds of thousands of followers. <laughs> I, will. I'm I will. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just I will. I will. Like help me. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh no but it's it, it is hard of like uh i i was in this scenario once if i was like seeing comedian and then like they got like jfl then they got like a late night set and they just like kept getting things mm -hmm. and you're like i am so happy for you because obviously part of my attraction to you is i do think you're funny and as your you know partner or someone's dating you i want the best for you of course but at the same time you like have that jealousy mm -hmm. and that like why not me and you already have that enough in the business of like imagine coming home and you have that like in your bed at night every exactly. night is very it's very very hard to separate it i think at times I understand. and i think most people feel this like if you just work in the same industry as your partner mm -hmm. is like or anything competitive like sales if you're both like sales and that's both two high pressure jobs and it, and it feels competitive in a weird way like it is it is hard i think to leave your job at the door when you come home no matter what you do but especially entertainment and you're dating someone mm. that's also pursuing those things because 
I've known many female comics that have dated a male comic as well. And the number one complaint when they break up is they're like, you know, the days I got these big accomplishments and I had these big things, they're like, he was not happy for me. And you can feel it. And suddenly, wow. and suddenly you get this accomplishment and then you spend the rest of that conversation comforting the other person about their Ooh. career. Where you're like, can we just celebrate me for like a minute? You know? Wow, that's pretty <laughs> sad. It's, but it's a, this is a, a, a common truth between men and women because how we're raised, women are, tend to be raised to be more of like the cheerleader and the supportive and that kind of stuff. And men are raised to be the provider and the quote successful So you one. think that happens more when the woman gets the, the opportunity and the man gets a little jealous than the opposite. Because it okay. can happen. The opposite can it happen can. too. It can. That's why I'm saying I just think it's more rare okay. that I see men in general that really are these cheerleaders of their wives, oh, okay. regardless of what their wives do. Uh -huh. Like, I don't know if you know Alexis Guerreros. Oh, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. Great dude. Him and yeah, his wife. I, I him, love yeah. their marriage. And you can tell they really are so, like, okay. root for each other okay. and support each other. And he's been on the show openly talking about he lost his job. The breadwinner switched. And he was so, like, I love my wife and I, like cherish her and i wish she has all this because like and he had no animosity of like not being the breadwinner anymore okay uh but uh i was gonna say think of it like this though of comedian couples you know i hate to say this but how many are, is the woman more successful than the man i'm thinking about one you got one yeah natasha Legero is that the one you thought of uh two now oh okay all right who's the other one I love Andy Haynes. He's uh, he's the best. But Rosebud, Andy is very, very Rosebud is killing right now. But if yeah, if you look at Rosebud's resume, she's, she's writing for SNL. She's had. I think Andy's one of Central the best special. joke writer that I've yeah. seen. But he, she is living this she's hype. Had, now. She's, she's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah, she's great. She's, she's had doing, heat for years. Yeah, she's doing really, really well. That is that is one actually that slipped through my mind. But but you see how like rare it I is. Know. If you just go and uh, and this is not a knock to anyone being funnier than anyone or da da da. And and obviously at the end of the day, I don't know people's financial situations. Mm -hmm. But you just go based on like the list of credits they have, mm -hmm. or even like you know who they're opening for. Like Joe List, Sarah Talmash, both so so funny. Mm -hmm. But like you know Joe for a while was like Torin open for Louis, mm -hmm. and then he's got the Netflix thing and this and that. Like and you see that steamroll, and obviously you're happy for that person uh and you know and i love sarah and i think sarah's hilarious too but i'm like yeah. i imagine for her it also is hard sometimes where you're like okay i'm happy for my partner's success but you know you're also striving yeah. kind of towards the same thing and especially I, I think it's very hard and this is why like dating ugh, in this industry is very tough of i'll never forget like being young in comedy and my biggest fear was like i don't want to date someone that's so far ahead of me because if I get anything, people will think it's because mm. I'm dating so-and-so. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Right, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. And then it makes other comics at that level be like, well, I don't need to help her. It's your girlfriend. You help her. You Got know, it. kind of vibe. Sometimes. But it's like I basically looked at – I planned for, like, the seller. I was like, I want to walk into the seller. I want to walk in there. I sit down at the table, and I don't want it to be like, oh, here's three dudes you banged. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, I would hate that. I would feel, like, so inferior mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, okay, I got here, like, without messing kind of with this uh, standpoint. Uh, there's places that you would never uh, get without doing well. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, that place, people wouldn't – you wouldn't matter if you bang this or bang that. And, <laughs> and also – It is true. It is true. And yeah, also yeah, – yeah. But I've seen it the other way, too, of, like uh. – 
you know, someone works a club consistently, suddenly their boyfriend or girlfriend starts getting spots there. And it partly mm-hmm. comes from you're hanging around, you come watch your partner set, you know, so it's like, I have, I have kind of seen it both ways. My wife now has a YouTube channel that is doing pretty well. Okay. Really, really well. People just arrived. I would say that people arrived in her YouTube channel because of me. Now people, every time I show up on her videos, people hate me. <laughs> they don't really? want me there. Oh, they're like, get out of here. Does yeah. she do, like, is it like fitness or something? It's, it? uh, uh, it's like she told tell her about like new york and then she uh shows to brazil it's in portuguese okay oh okay so, so it's like she a showed tourist her, yeah and a little bit about her and her family and she did a hair transplant and she tells about that oh she did one for herself she did she oh did. interesting she wow did. yeah that's being very open yeah yeah yeah, yeah wow. no. so it's like her own little kind of reality show yeah a little bit hilarious yeah. they're like we're invested in your life but we, we don't want to hear about this fucking husband <laughs> they, they don't want me in there it's, it's like this is a real housewives and I just you w- that's I thought all it was want. amazing but yeah i kind of opened the gate i felt right but then she conquered it if you're the thing is it doesn't matter how you got the exposure or the opportunity are you good enough to keep working because if that mm. relationship ends you're going to be the I think the saddest thing is that when you're not talented and you're just doing those things, I think it's even harder for that person than for the person who never got any opportunity because never had a like a relationship that could work that mm-hmm. could help them. Being stuck in a relationship because you're not talented enough to grow as a performer or as a entertainment person, I think that's that's the the worse. Yeah, true. Did I expect that? that uh, my no, no, you didn't. And you know who's another example of something kind of similar is um, like Krista Stefano. His wife is a fitness instructor, always has okay. been, and always was, you know, making her own fitness videos. And uh-huh. then the pandemic happened and all of them went remote. And it's like her following has indirectly grown a little bit partly due to his to exposure. His, uh-huh. But also it's like, yeah, if I'm someone like that's really into fitness videos and I'm following her, that might not cross over to like, oh, I'm also a fan of this comic. Totally, yeah. You know, but it's... But it's the same thing that's like, hey, I'm sure that's helped give a leg up. And when you're in a true partnership, if you want them to do well, you're like, I'm more than happy to help promote your stuff the same way. Like we promote our friends. Like anytime my friend has a special, I'm like, hey, here's the link. Like go Uh watch it. Like, hey, if you're a fan of me, you might like my friend Ron on or, you know, whoever. So it's like I get get it. It's like you want that. And now and now it's important for performers. I, I think it's important. I wouldn't say it's crucial, but to show their life. You know, mm-hmm. because I want people to connect not only to my jokes. I want people to connect to me. That's what really builds the bond between us. Yep. So showing my family, if you have a wife that is producing content, my kid has a YouTube channel. Oh, really? She, he always asks me to promote his stuff. Is people, he also bilingual? He has like 30,000 followers on YouTube. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing on YouTube? Yeah, game place. Oh, it, that is a big thing. Yeah. That's its own niche. Yeah. People love him. Wow. Is he also bilingual, too? So he does Portuguese and... No, no. He just does Portuguese, but he speaks English. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, because you said he's here now with you, right? Yeah. Right now? I'll show you after the, the interview. He, he was That's on my great. podcast. Oh, really? For one hour. People are like, look at this kid. She, he's so smart. I think he was smarter in the podcast than he's in real life, actually. <laughs> He's not that smart. I watched. I was like, ah. I was like, what? What do you want to change in the world? And he was like, I want a- racism to end. I was like, you never talk about race at home. What's going on here? It's like, like you, 
you're you're yeah. rehearsed or something. Apparently, he's talking about race on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, he's maybe. Gaming. He's, he's like, you know, people call me bad things, Dad, and I would like it to end. <laughs> they find out I'm Brazilian and they just go to town. <laughs> yeah. They don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, wait. So you brought up an interesting thing that I f- I forgot. Uh, that was that is the first time I met you. Really, was at New York Comedy Club. Yeah, I ran my uh, five minute set for Corden. Oh, I did And I had my herpes jokes. Uh, yeah. And I came off, and you you thought you were, you were supposed oh, to be right after me. Yeah. Someone else, uh, you grabbed me. You were like, "Oh my gosh!" You're like, "I wish I was right after you." And you had a, a cold sore. A cold sore. Right. Oh, but you mom. were like, "Oh, I could have had a great riff about herpes because I have it too." And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, "Oh, I'm curious. Like in Brazil." Do you also just call cold sores like herpes? Like you treat it as if it's the same? Herpes. There's no cold sore. Cold yes. sore is just like you're minimizing a virus. Thank you. Okay. All right. Finally. Some, someone's speaking on this because yeah. I've talked about it a little yeah. bit. Not being like, ah, you should, like, how dare you? But it's just like American branding has kind of been like, oh, cold sore. No, you're fine. That's not a big deal. Uh-huh. Herpes, big deal. Oh. Big, huge deal. Pink you're a whore, eye. You know? Pink eye. You say pink eye. It looks so, you know, like, so soft and there's nothing. No, no, don't come close to me. <laughs> I'm going to get that shit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I had a, you kind of have herpes, you know? Who? No, like, people have, I th- I think one of herpes, like 95% of the population. It's a very high percent. It has gone down Do because, you say like, that on, on, on your joke? What? The 95% of the population? No, I think, well, I think U.S. stat, last I checked, it was like 85 okay. or 86, but it was like, quote, if you include cold sores, which it's like, like we said, it technically okay. is the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the number has technically gone down of like one trend that stopped was because people so often had cold sores, it was like very, very common. And part of it too would be adults like kissing babies. And so that's something that, like, culture has changed a bit in America right. that was kind of like, hey, you shouldn't be, like, kissing babies partly because of germs, but mainly because of, like, cold sores and herpes. Got it. So there are plenty of people, especially around maybe my age, in the U.S. that do have type 1 herpes, okay. a.k.a. cold sores, but, like, they've never had it actively, so they don't know. Okay. And then it's like, oh, they might get blood work done, and then suddenly the doctor's like, oh, by the way, you have herpes. And they're like, excuse me? like i've never seen it blah blah blah. Uh and if it's the type one which is the type i have a lot of doctors dismiss it and go ah you probably had cold sores as a kid like don't worry about Uh it so that's also why it's like weirdly often treated different but i have that type but i have it like on my genitals you do so it's like well i don't have the pleasure and the you know the ease of just going ah it's just cold sores (laughs) you know what i mean like people don't (laughs) believe you they're like no this is herpes because it's on a vagina like it's a weird fight i've even like seen people having on my jokes in the comments okay and stuff like that a huge discussion about her like seriously there's so many comments of people like going off and being uh, like or some people are like of course you're saying it's not a big deal because you have it or other people being like no no, cold sores isn't and then people are arguing they're like no no it's the same thing Uh and then people are like nah but she has like the other type of herpes and i'm like i don't say which type i have in the joke Uh because i'm trying to make a point of i'm like it's just, it's the same thing. Okay, so let me ask you something. Talking about sex, now that you okay. say that you had a genital in the mouth, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you believe? Okay, some people. S- do you? <laughs> let me try to phrase this question. Do you believe that there is actually two type of orgasms? Two types of orgasms. Yes. Like a male and female. No, 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 no. Like a woman. A woman can have, have two different kinds. Yes. M- mm. One. Do you mean like? what it's from no the sensation hmm. is different uh i have only orgasm okay, really one way so from my perspective i do not think so but i'm what i'm imagining from this question is i'm like oh well maybe there uh. is two different types of like 
if you can get off vaginally, maybe via like the G spot or fingering situation, yes. versus like basically clitoral. Clitorial, play. yes. So I maybe I think maybe should okay. we Google? Can we give us a Goog? Are there two different types? Uh, folks? You yeah, because that was we, some. We try to figure it out. Some <laughs> people say that that doesn't exist. I huh. could. Some people can have those two. Some people say uh, actually the G spot is a termination from the. The, the clitoris? The clitoris? Yeah, it technically is like on the back. So of it's it on the back. Situation. So it's kind of the same stimulant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was just. But I, can, uh, but I would imagine if the method of you orgasming is different, it would probably at least feel different feel from different. your perspective. Yes. I can imagine. I've never gotten off uh, vaginally from okay. penetration of any kind. Uh huh. But it's like I have had sex before that I was like, oh, this is a little different. But not and enough. And I felt like it was going towards direction. I was like, well, this might be different if we get, if we get to the finish line. Uh, but I, I have not, unfortunately, had it. I've been close a couple times. So I was like, oh. And uh, I'll have to ask my friend Christiana. But close, when you said that you got close, you got close to have the same sensation that you have when you have a clitorial. But, that, but that's what's oh, hard yeah. is if it you doesn't, if you don't cross the finish line and, and essentially come, you're like, I don't know. Would it have felt really different, or just it's a different method that got okay, me there? Okay, but that uh, stimulation makes made you come like when you always like you always do. I did. The thing is, I don't have the, the full okay. effect to compare. But but no, here's the thing. It felt different. The journey felt very different. Uh -huh. That it felt like if this happens, this feels like it's gonna be different. But it di it didn't. Okay. Happen unfortunately. Uh huh. I'll call that guy. We'll <laughs> I'm kidding. It's an X. Six gone. types of orgasm. That's what you say. This says six types. Uh, this guy doesn't know. Oh. This guy. Oh. Cool. Oh, actually. Okay. You know what? Actually, uh. I will think this is true just based on this. Of I've had friends mm. that have gotten off from like nipple play before, which is completely different, obviously, than like mm. you playing with Taurus. And I'm a very like I have a very sensitive neck that I've felt like a weird like. Am I gonna orgasm from oh this? Oh my god! But I have never had it happen that I wouldn't know. But like that's what androgynous zones are. What is the uh, uh, the very like sensitive areas like like kissing your neck? Oh. Uh, this has elbows and knees. Interesting. Oh uh, yeah, I met a girl. Ears, nipple. She used to uh, uh, get horny with this skin. You would grab her little. Yeah. I think it's called a weenus. She, we call it the weenus. She, she needs to grab the guys. Oh, you should grab the guys. Skin, skin. Yeah, that's when she gets oh. horny. So. And then she was like, ah, that was weird, but she was telling me, oh, because when I was young, I used to touch my uncle in this part. The, the, the uncle never, <laughs> We're like, mm, but uncle. the uncle never touched her. She was never abused oh, or yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. but it felt it's some. A com it's a comfort thing. Yes. <laughs> she felt comfortable. With the skin in Interesting. the Interesting. Sorry, we're not laughing at, you know, whatever, whatever floats oh, you can laugh. I think she as thinks long it's, it's not children, I but, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Wait. Well, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, Are you bringing this up of have you had women tell you? Hey, there's two different ways. Yes, or? yes, okay. S yes, uh, I cut. I uh, I had people who I felt they had two different types of orgasm. I don't think they think too much about it. Oh, you felt that they maybe did. Yes. Oh, okay, interesting. It's not uh, what I feel is not is not as many people that can have the second type. Which just the penetration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is rare. It is like rare. having an orgasm in doggy style, because it's right, not right, touching right. at all the clitoris. Yes, it's just a true. little bit that the the stimulant is not enough sometimes. Yeah. So it's more about the position, the domination is more the the erotics. There's the situation more than the penetration itself mm -hmm. because the stimulant is not getting the clitoris. But some people, 
actually can have an orgasm with just what you felt and it wasn't enough to get there. But it's like a small percentage. That's what I yeah. think. But I, I'm trying to do this research, but I never can find a result. Yeah, you got Your wife needs to let you fuck other people, then come back on the podcast. <laughs> can you make this a clip? <laughs> we need. You need to do the research. We need. We need Rafi to fuck other women and come back. Man, you really are fluent. I was yes. Like, or were, the, were were sexual words the first ones you learned in English? <laughs> You're like, let me make sure I got these ones down. Yes. I know doggy style. Yeah. I know androgynous zone. Oh, doggy style is a horrible name. It's just in English. <laughs> We don't we don't use like uh, posição de cachorro. We don't use like dog position. Yeah. Of what do you call no. it? Uh, we use we would say in in English translating from the forest. From you, the forest? No, from like you. Oh. Are, not, not the forest. That was like the forest. No, okay. no. You are in four. Oh. You know, four? Like an on four. On four. Oh. You know? Okay. So, because yes, a dog, but but it's like a, <laughs> it's like the PC way of saying He's the PC doggy way. style. Yeah, because doggy oh. style. Who was the person who f created a name? I mean, probably a man, Rafi. Do you think he was fucking dogs? Probably a man. Do you want to look this up? Who, who came up with doggy style? Probably no, it's just because, uh, you know, I guess you see it. But it's funny. Yeah, it's we say doggy style, but it's, that's literally what? Like. 80% of how animals procreate? Right? Yeah. I feel like. I guess any animal that's on all fours, that's how, that's how they do it. I think most of the animals I don't, do I don't really see, you know, the horse on top or whatever. Who invented the dog style pose? The Babylonians. <laughs> Babylonians? 700 years ago. Oh, who, oh, it says who invented the doggy style position. Yeah, but the phrase, I don't know. Wait, okay, wait, this will be fun. Oh. What are what are other sexual positions? Uh, can you think of any in English? And, like, how do they translate in Brazil? Or do you call them anything different? I don't know their names in English. It's really? Not, that's not a conversation that, I ha that, I, that I'm having every day. Well, you and your wife aren't switching it up? Yeah, I but, heard. but in Portuguese. Uh. <laughs> I didn't have them. I had sex with some people in English, which is a lot. It was a lot? It was weird? Yeah, you know why? You know, it's crazy. I think I've never said this on stage, but that would be funny. The only reference that we foreigners have of people having sex in English, it's porn. Right. Because we watch yeah. a lot of American porn. Funny. So a lot of Americans are looking for those Brazilian women so in the yeah. porn. So, yeah, also. We all want what we can't have. You so, know what I'm So when you're having sex and you listen to someone speaking English, you automatically think about porn. So you feel like you are in a porn scene. Okay. That's what, what it's weird. I was like, have you ever gotten in trouble? You say a line from porn. You're like, that's hot. Women <laughs> want that. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Because layers of I've had moments with men and then like gone to guy friends. I'm like, he did this. That's weird. And they go, uh, he watches a lot of porn. Like they were like, oh. ah, he got that from porn. Like they were like, don't worry about but it. But what would be a bad sentence to say in the bed? Ooh. Well, that would be weird to That's say. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, this is hard. It depends uh. on the woman. I feel like I always advise men, if you're going to dirty talk or, or talk about a woman's body, uh -huh. a lot of times it's like not specific is almost better of just being like, you're so sexy, you're so beautiful, like things like that, where I've known some women get conscious of like, they've had men maybe like grab a part of their body mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I love this. And then it's literally like, it's a part of the body the woman is just self-conscious uh, about. Which funny of, I've had the opposite of like, cause I've, you know, gained weight in the past couple of years with COVID. Uh, and I, the last like guy I was like with consistently would be very, he actually would grab near like my hip a little bit. And he would just be like, God, I loved us. Like, he'd be like, oh, you're so hot. Like, like right there. And it was funny of, I was like, oh, funny that I was self-conscious of like gaining weight 
in whatever area and then he was like oh i think it's so hot like he was so into it and, and then it made me be like yeah i'm fucking hot yeah <laughs> check out these zips you know what i mean like let's it, get a hamburger it gave me like a little let's get a hamburger after right. this it was <laughs> yeah, like exactly. yeah i'm gonna relax now exactly. i know i was like oh this guy's gonna try to fat me up a little bit more <laughs> maybe you might you never know um so that I, it's hard because it literally is like it's a very depends on the person okay. even just do people like to talk is a whole nother question uh, like i feel like that's step one is just like do they want a chance you know if anything i'd be like rafi just fucking speaking portuguese it probably sounds hot so do you <laughs> i'd be like i'd be like i don't know what he said but it felt felt cool okay but do you have to uh make an agreement with the person if you're gonna say talk or not or no, just talk a little bit a to see if the person feels okay out. yeah a lot of times i feel like it's almost like getting a chicken like If even if both people like to dirty talk, usually uh -huh. there's a weird like who's gonna who's gonna like break the ice, you know? Uh -huh. Who's gonna start it? Like I um I've definitely told this story on here before. The first guy that ever dirty talked me came in way too hard and hot. He called me like a slut out the gate and I was like uh -huh. Did he just like I was a little like, Did that just happen? Uh -huh. And also we had just started. I was like, We just we just started, we're not on all fours yet, you know? <laughs> Or whatever we call it. <laughs> But I just remember being like, nah, he didn't. And then I was like, like, I was like, I think I'm crazy. I think. You're thinking all of that like, while. Like, it was only like one of the first people I had sex with. So I was a little like, did that just happen? What you know, so like we, we continue and then. But the, the thing of you thinking about, did that just happen? Were you thinking that while you guys were having sex? Yeah. Like I was like, did I? Like you're kind of. You kinda was like, fucking or like, I don't know if he actually said that. Right, a little part like, of me oh was like, God. did he? Am I like, oh. you know, especially if you're like a little tipsy. You're like, eh, I okay. don't think so. And then later he like called me a whore. And I was like, oh, he definitely. I was like. <laughs> That was that was him both times, okay. and I you know and I'm pretty chill. I was like oh, I guess this is what he's into, but I just I did instinctively just go, yeah I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> like I just I like broke the fourth wall. If I was oh. like I don't I was like I don't know. how do I respond? Like I was like what am I, you know? And then he just didn't say anything the rest of the time. I think <laughs> so you, I was like I, I think, think I put I think you build those you know well, you would think the you know freedom to pretty, say those things. I felt it was a bold open, you yeah, know, yeah. pretty bold open. Usually it's a little like, you like that, this, you know, little, because dirty talk, what's nice is it can indirectly be giving someone directions if the person in a sexy way. If the person says, said, you're a slut in the first time you had sex, I think she's just having sex to call you a slut. He w thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have proof. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> I finally have proof. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to prove that this girl is a slut. Yeah. I'm going to have sex with her. And then, I'm, yeah, I don't know. That's too much for the first time. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Bitch. Bitch is good. I think bitch is not as <laughs> bad as whore. Whore is worse, right? Whore is pretty. Yeah. It yeah. just feels outdated. Even slut. It's like. You know, I mean, uh, America probably is behind on Brazil in this, mm. but I feel like we've come in the past handful of years of being more like, yeah, women have sex and it's fine and it doesn't make them whores and sluts. So, like, I don't hear that language used in general Got the it. way, like, maybe I used to, like, growing up in, you know, middle school or some shit. I feel that there is a kind of a difference between having a, a sexual relationship in, like, my country and in America. I feel Yeah, like, probably. I feel that it's a little... A little different, you know? Yeah, like, uh, do we have time, Fonzie, for me asking a question? I, I don't know. I don't want to... Start to wrap it up. Okay. I am very curious of, like, you mm. have a son raising a son. Like, how were you raised in Brazil with, like, sex and conversations about sex? And how did you I just had a talk to your son about I it? Is it open? Is it like, hey, this is going to happen one I day? I just had a great conversation. Yeah, that's... Uh, I just had a great conversation with him last week. Okay. My kid is 12... He yeah, that is, is age. Yeah, you know, I th I feel like his peers are talking about his friends. I joke here and I joke there, and I felt that it was important for me to have this conversation with him. 
it's not something that he cares too much, you know, because yeah, he's, he's more still into video games. He's, he's, he's yet to be like, I really want to chase women, but, but gonna, you know what's coming. It's going to take a little time for him to get mature enough to care about this, but I thought it was important for him to know Otherwise, people will make fun or, you know. Oh, like literally know what is sex, no, first not of What all. is, what is, okay. and why you make sex. And it's not easy to explain it's to not. a kid what, not the, 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 the sex itself, like for uh, procreation. It, that's simple. Right, right, right. But why do we have sex if we don't have a, a goal? It's just because it's fun. Because we are the only animals who do sex for fun. I think and dolphins. And dolphins. I okay. think dolphins too. So probably dolphins have a hard time having conversation with their kids too. Probably. It's got to be very difficult. Because for me to, in order for me to explain to him, oh, we do this for pleasure. It took me a, a little time for me to figure out the right way to say it. But I think, I think he got it. Yeah, he got this it. This is hilarious because I was like, I, de I definitely had a, never had a convo with my parents. And oh. they were like, and... No. You want to make sure you're having – like it was – but also you're young. I remember being like eight. So it was very like they went the marriage – you know, hey, when you're married and you're in love uh -huh. and, and, you know, this is how babies are made. And But also it's this thing that's with someone you love. That's kind of how I was taught and whatnot. To and then when I got older, my mom just went – I don't – she just was like, if you guys could just not have sex in high school, that'd be great. She was like, I just don't think you're emotionally ready. I saw my friends and stuff in high school. She's like, it's, it's a lot. She said it's more emotional than you maybe think it is. And that's kind of all I got on that. And there wasn't there wasn't ever this combo that was like, hey, make sure you're like you're getting yours or this and that or like, oh, you know, like. But then it was kind of nice. There wasn't this pressure on me to be like, y you have to be in love or you have to be married or uh -huh. you like. I felt like that just dwindled, but mm. there really was no pleasure combo. It's like, okay. hey, use production, don't be dumb, and uh -huh. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I explained to him why we have sex without having kids but the whole thing if you think about it the whole protection thing like a condom mm -hmm. it's pretty weird if you think about it. We, weird yeah it's weird you put a rubber in your <laughs> in your penis it's like it's like oh a medieval shit you know <laughs> you put a rubber it's like you put a wall okay. between you know it's weird isn't it it's is weird. This, like, is this the romantic in you or just the man in you? We were like, no, this is stupid. I no, feel it's, nothing. It's weird. It's weird. Weird. It's weird to have a rubber thing that doesn't allow your sperm to go, you know? Mm. And also, like, uh, uh, yeah, the whole conversation about pleasure is it's difficult for people even when they are adults. Very, well, very much so. And also, I mean, you know, I get even further. It's like also the conversation of, like, consent. And I feel like that's that's something that also is a new wave in America that's very, like, hey like to young boys it's like they just need to be told like hey listen like you need to make sure the other person is comfortable and they yes. for sure want to do this and, and and i feel like the big point is just going at any point if they want to stop just you stop like and this is a you know be aware of your partner it's not all about you you, you know what's to both people you know what's crazy this is a conversation uh that we are gonna have for the rest of our lives yeah 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 Think about it. When you're married, you're talking about how many times you guys are doing, what's the availability that you guys have to do. Mm -hmm. So sex is always something that you have to talk about. Right. It yeah. becomes natural, the act itself. But after you get married, uh, like, oh, do I am I attracted to your body? Do you the guy got weight, he got he got a little fatter and I'm not, how do I say that I don't feel that I think he changed? It, mm. it's well, that's a, that's very that's. I mean, if you figure that out, let me know because I, I I talk. 
I think that's something that's very, very well, tough for I people. Know, I know, I know. But it's also attraction comes and goes in, in long relationships. and That's sad. But it, I mean, but not like in uh, an extreme way, but it's a thing I've had friends being like, they're like, I love this man. They're like, but right now I just do not want to have sex with him. It has nothing to do with him gaining weight or them getting like, there's a weird kind of just ebbs and flows. And sometimes it's just the stress, especially if you have like young kids. But but it's uh, very like, uh, you ever heard this saying? It's like, um, if you're not having sex or you're having bad sex, it becomes like, it's something like, okay, in a relationship, they're like, uh, sex is only like 10% of the whole relationship of like what's important and what you have going on and the real connection, right? But then they go, but then if you're not having sex or the sex is bad or it disappears, then it becomes 90% of the relationship. Mm. So it's like, if you don't have it, suddenly the whole thing flips. But like, if you have that and you have those open conversations with your partner and you, yes. you try to make sure like, hey, we still have our time together, you know, and send your son back to Brazil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, all That's right, we're good. Hard. That's you know? the best. The best month is hard because he sleeps. <laughs> we sleep in the same room. We just have one bedroom. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah you got to get him a girlfriend. I will. Kidding. An American one. Me- no. An American America so one, so he gets a citizenship. I'm kidding. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, we do have to wrap. I've had so much fun talking to you. You got to come on awesome. again. Thank this you This was great. Uh, and awesome. where else can they look you up? Or do you have a YouTube channel? Where you want Just my Instagram, at Rafi Comedy. Rafi Comedy. And you're going it's on tour soon. I'm also all I over the US. I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm starting to figure out what yeah, am I going to do? But follow him. You're posting. Yes. You can fill out like what city you live in. Rafi Comedy. I've seen Rafi. He's so, so funny. So thank you very much. I'm very excited you for too, you. You too. Yeah. Well, thank you very awesome. much. Yeah. Thank Introduce you very much, Introduce me to guys. a man, Rafi. I anyway. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod and Rafi at R-A-F-I-B-A-S-T-O-S. Yes. Look him up. It's in the description. And uh, check out his wife's YouTube, his kid's YouTube, his fucking YouTube famous family, apparently. Uh, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. <laughs>